You're on the way to Tenerife for a family holiday and you're stressed. You're happy to be away with your loved ones, but the conditions on board are less than propitious. You're tightly tucked into the middle seat and you're surrounded by the human heat of various busy bodies watching the new Beckham documentary on their iPads and knocking back Lavazza coffee while quietly muttering to themselves, good to get away for a while. They haven't freed their minds yet. Even when they leave work for a brief period, mentally, they're still clocking in and out. This holiday is just meant for them to do exactly what they do on a regular day off, just in a warmer climate. They'll probably only eat breakfast in the one Irish pub near their resort and see what Mediterranean Primark is like. I sigh to myself, but then get off my high horse for a bit. I'm going with my family to do basically the same thing, I tell myself. And even though I act like I have all the answers, I still don't know everything. Like for example, I have no idea what the deal really is with airline food. Today's episode is a little bit different, guys. Instead of doing two topics, in respect of WatchMojo.com, I will be counting down my biggest goofs. A lot of listeners on this pod may be surprised to know that despite my calm and reserved demeanor, I'm actually a clumsy, doltish, but lovable Beano-type character, trying to make ends meet in a dog-eat-dog world. The kind of guy to disregard the practical matters of life in favor of Lewis Carroll-tinted lunacy. To put it succinctly, I'm the silliest and smallest fry, and the only curly one in a box of straights. I'm a fanciful merrymaker, keen on whimsy, and high on playful irreverence. I'm the kind of wisecracker that parents scold and criticise, all while secretly concealing the biggest smiles, hiding their enjoyment of my harmless yet boundary-pushing fun. That's enough of that now, they say, while biting their lips, trying not to chuckle. Let's tuck you into bed. And then they took me into bed and pulled the bed sheets tightly around my shoulders up to my chin and send me off to sleep after a tall glass of warm Ovaltine and a Bible story. That's me in a nutshell, basically. But as a result of my nature, I tend to make a lot of goofs. I can't help it if I mess up a simple task, because fundamentally, as a dunce, it's in my nature to not be arsed. A lot of people claim that I chose to become not arsed during puberty, or that it's something that I'm able to resist in some way, but I think this mindset is really harmful. I was born not arsed. I didn't choose it. But I'm also not willing to change or suppress who I am. I mean, I can't change. Even if I tried. Even if I wanted to. My love, my love, my love, my love, she keeps me warm. She keeps me warm. So in the spirit of this, for today's episode, I wanted to discuss my biggest goofs, ranging from minor mistakes to life-altering errors with inestimable consequences. Let's dive right in. Number one. One time when I was a kid, I got into a big fight with my mum after she told me the reason my brother was thinner than me was because of how much he fidgeted. Now, while her theory was misguided on multiple levels, the comment stuck with me and I began to fidget relentlessly, attempting to match his discomfort in sitting still, even though it was my preferred pastime. I would attempt to emulate his specific quirks and idiosyncrasies, incessantly shaking my leg under the table and bending my fingers into bizarre shapes. No matter how much I tried to capture his eccentricities, I could not lose even half a pound. 
It turned out later on that the problem wasn't so much my lack of fidgeting or moving around, but more the sheer amount of cheese, roughly half a block proportion, that I would melt onto tortillas before adding a metric ton of garlic mayonnaise. Recipe linked in podcast info below. I became so distraught with my lack of progress that I felt my only option was to reach out to the good folks over at Cheerios Childline. This phone service was used for kids struggling with trouble at home. Actually serious issues that should not be taken lightly and certainly not a platform for me to complain about having cankles. I rang them up, however. Hello? Except I had accidentally got the wrong number from the phone book and ended up calling the Cheerios adult line. Hey stud, do you have your bowl ready? Huh? Are you ready to pour that milk all over your cereal? Um, I I think I have the wrong number. Are you holding your spoon? Mmm, are you going to drink up all that sweet milk left at the bottom of the bowl? Nah, I have to go. Number two. I'm going to change a few of these names for the sake of the story. Reality is too heavy a burden to bear. But another one of my biggest goofs was when my girlfriend was introducing me to a group of her friends for the first time. Hey, Daniel. So we're thinking of meeting around 7 on Friday for some food. It's just going to be me, you, Lisa, Clarice, and Nigel. Let me know if you can make it. Bye. I really wanted to make a good impression on the people that mattered to her. So I remembered all their names, including one guy called Nigel. I was overthinking how to make a good impression, and then when it came to meeting the group, I introduced myself as Nigel to all of them, before turning beet red and clarifying my name was actually Daniel, looking far too embarrassed to be able to pass off what I said as a joke or a purposeful ruse. I think about this every day while I scream into my hands in the shower. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Nigel. You're so stupid. You're not worthy of love. You're a leech. You're a parasite. You're wretched. No one will mourn the day your heart stops, nor the moment you gasp for your last breath in an empty room, where even the doctor won't be moved to do anything more than inform the nurse of the date and time of your death. Your impulse was to try and breathe for longer, to try and hold on to the life you wasted, but realistically, what could you have done? One more year of life would have just been another few months of parting with the dignity you barely had. You should have given up years ago. You're a mistake. You don't deserve the air you suck into your disgusting body. Hey, you've been in there for a while. I really need to brush my teeth. I'll I'll be out in a minute, sorry. Number three. Another one of my biggest goofs was crossing the road without waiting for the green man. It was so stupid. Like, I really regret it. And while my busyness is no excuse, I was on the way to a job interview and the road was clear and I'm going to stop making excuses for myself. Anyway, so while I was crossing, I was intercepted by MC Safecross, a Dublin rapper who works with the county council to penalise illegal walkers and rap about the importance of looking both ways. Sorry, buddy. Do my eyes deceive me or were you about to cross illegally? Yeah, man. Apologies. I'm, I'm in a rush. Are you in a rush to be six feet under? You're a clown. Sorry, I don't think you can talk to me like that. I can't talk to you like this, but I can rap. Ah, uh, MC Safe Cross. 
This one goes out to all my boys in the clink Here we go This guy's Jay walking on the road like it's even an option Your girl like the way that I err on the side of caution Look at the left, look at the right Has the man turned green on the other side? Has a nearby driver just changed his mind On the direction he was heading in No view of blind sides If he just turned orange, I'd consider it If it was orange for a minute, I'd be hesitant Safety first, no precedent Unless you want an accident Face down flat in the cement I'm the safe cross boss and vice president And my advice is golden, it's heaven sent All road abusers, you must repent For the loss of your lives we will lament That's all this rap was ever meant for To get dunces like you to be more careful Consider this a lesson, not an earful The consequences on the road can be awful Unlawful I really enjoy falafel My left nut is as big as a golf ball Something's wrong with me, gotta see a doctor I gotta see a doctor, yeah My left nut is as big as a golf ball I gotta see a doctor Four. One time I heard from a woman on Instagram telling me that dandruff shampoo would help my acne. Usually I wouldn't pay attention to advice like this, but it was that one week of the month where my body decides to turn me into a pizza. I purged my skin barrier with two handfuls of head and shoulders, vigorously rubbing the liquid into my face, mouth and eyes. I cleaned it off with scalding water and dried it with a calloused gooch towel that I used to dry my hoop and nards. To my complete and utter surprise, As soon as I looked in the mirror, I saw that this routine had made me even more of a cheeseburger. I looked like Morse code written out in red ink, my blemishes as noticeable as ketchup on the ivory white dress of a bride on her special day. I looked like someone had spammed an image of the Japanese flag on a PowerPoint about the latter half of World War II, my face itself also coincidentally resembling the scorched earth that many needlessly died on. I looked like Mr. Krabs. I looked like I'd been attacked by a bear in the woods after being mistaken for the pattern of a picnic basket cloth, except this bear only went for face shots and had his claws in crimson Dulux weather control paint. I looked like someone who played a game of connect the dots on my face with a red pen, but also used my skin to scribble the old pen back to life after it was low on ink. I looked like a winning bingo sheet. Daniel, stop being so hard on yourself. God? No, not God. It's me, Hiram, the skincare expert from YouTube. I'm able to communicate to anybody through a skin crisis. Oh, Hiram, I don't know what to do. I look like- Shut, shut, shut up. I really don't want to hear more examples. Only like two of those were funny and made sense. Oh, Hiram, how do I learn to love my textured skin? Well, first things first, I'm the realist. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Secondly, the work begins with your own self-esteem, Daniel. If you love yourself, you will love your skin regardless of how gross you look. Thank you. That really helps. Also, I noticed that almost 60% of my viewers haven't subscribed. From that day on, I learned to love my cheeseburger skin. Who wants to be smooth anyway? Me, I would. I would change in a heartbeat. I don't want to look like this. Number five. 
my final goof, guys, and this one is the biggest. I took you guys for granted. Every listener here is a person that has helped me skyrocket to fame and unfathomable fortune, and so often I need to zoom out and remind myself of that. Yesterday in the dealership, when I was buying my ninth car, I realised I felt nothing. I remember barely being able to afford my first one, and now, after the podcast had made me rich beyond my wildest dreams, the novelty had worn off. I walked slowly back to the porch I drove there in, lit Cuban cigar in my mouth, blowing plumes of thick smoke all over my Prada suit. I didn't care about the scent sticking to my clothes, I was going to throw this suit out that evening anyway, as it was so last day. But then, in the car park, an airline food fan came up to me and asked for a picture. Wow, are you... are you Daniel Malarkey? (laughs) Yes, I am. Is it a picture you want, or have me sign something? No, no, um, thank you. (laughs) But no, just wanted to tell you that I was in a really dark place during the pandemic, and your podcast got me through it. I have no idea where I'd be without it. Wow, uh, thank you, that actually means a lot. You inspired me to actually make my own observational podcast. It's called What's the Story, Morning Glory. I talk about the world and my place in it. And you, you shot me. I'm not in the market of making friends. I built this empire with my bare hands, and the last thing I need is some wise ass trying to steal my formula. I then took a selfie with him as he lost consciousness smiling maniacally in it, and then hurled his phone as far as I could throw it. But guys, driving back home, I realised I'd made a mistake. Without people like that fan, I never would have become the Manosphere Sigma I am today. I needed people like that to walk on. His listenership led me to the power I now possess, and that was no way to treat him. In conclusion, We all make mistakes. We all wish we could turn back time, not make errors. Remember to not drop that dun-da-dun. But our failures make us who we are. I also really like being in your ears, so can you just play this entire podcast back again? I want to stay in your ears, like what are you going to listen to next anyway? Fix You by Coldplay, Shiver by Coldplay, Yellow by Coldplay, Viva La Vida by Coldplay, The Thong Song by Cisco, Munch, Pound Town, WAP, Bongos, the Vietnamese National Anthem, Coco Melon, Baby Shark, The Sound of Your Parents Arguing, The Joe Duffy Breakfast Show, The Sound of Your Heartbeat, The Rain of the